The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Gives me great pleasure to welcome to the studio now Keith Walsh, well known uh, to all of you, the writer and the broadcaster. And those of you who follow him on social media uh, will have seen his tweet from the end of last week, from Friday, after a consultation yesterday. We can now add autism to the diagnosis. Keith, you're very welcome to the studio. How's it, I thought I was here to talk about Blur or Oasis. Uh, which do you prefer? Um, I've got to go with Oasis. But, oh, but I'm, I'm an big, Oasis man as well, yeah, you see. I'm a big Blur fan as well, you know. I, yeah. I didn't agree that it was one or the other. You, you didn't know? think you were no. being forced. Yeah. yeah well, it's the tribal world we live in. You kind of have to pick a tribe and go with them. It was the tabloids that done it, so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Tom Dunn will be determining who's actually right and wrong in, in that great debate a little bit later in the show. Um, but in terms of this diagnosis, maybe we should start with where you start it? I mean, how does the journey to the diagnosis begin? Where, um, when and how? Yeah, so uh, my son uh, was struggling in school, so we started looking into his um, his needs with regards to learning and, you know, his, the environment he was in and all that kind of stuff. And he, yeah, he just wasn't, he was struggling in the classroom, had a look at it. Yeah, one stage you move schools, we tried another thing. And then one of the principals says, look, would you look into ADHD? Because her children had ADHD. So we looked into that and as we were going along, doing the meeting the people, the psychologists, psychotherapists, psychiatrists, um, my wife was kind of, you know, doing most of the work in fairness to her because she really kind of pushed for this. I was mm. a little bit like, I didn't really know what ADHD was. I was like, oh, he's grand. He's just, you know, he's just a kid. He'll settle down. Yeah. Um, and uh, in fairness to her, she just kept pushing it. So, But as she was answering questions for my son... Um, she was also thinking about me. She was so, so she was answering questions. Go, oh, okay, and that's Keith as well. That's Keith as well. That's Keith as well. Mm-hmm. So all the ADHD stuff was me as well. So she just started, kind of as a joke in the house, you know, saying things like, you know, that's your ADHD. And you know. what were those things that she saw in you? Uh, everything, <laughs> just being completely like uh, uh, absent, um, physically there. But sort of mentally absent, uh, disassociating, forgetting things uh, like we would have a weekend away booked and I would also have myself booked to do uh, some sort of gig and some. I'd have myself triple booked most of the time. You know, I'd never really know uh, exactly kind of what was coming up or what I was supposed to be doing or anything. So Mm. just just little things and peculiar things uh, about clothes and um, I mean, I, I can't really. It's only now that I've got the diagnosis and I've started thinking back on things. But uh, yeah, she noticed it a long, long, long time before me. Okay, so that was the, the and on foot of that recommendation from your wife, <laughs> yeah. you, you went and got assessed for ADHD. Yeah, yeah, and got a diagnosis of it. Yeah, I that got was a, a couple of months ago. Uh, yeah, I think a couple of months ago, ADHD diagnosis grand. Uh, you know, I kind of knew where I was. I knew what the problem was. I was. I was struggling with work um, in general because I changed from working in radio and then I was working in an office. It was still a creative role, but, you know, it was kind of nine to five and I was struggling with like um, projections and uh, planning and all mm. the kind of stuff. So so that was really frustrating for me and I couldn't figure out. I, like I knew I wasn't thick, but I felt like I just couldn't get a handle on everything and I was exhausted all the time, you know. Um, so getting the ADHD diagnosis was excellent because I was able to take medication. I was able to look at my lifestyle. I was able to look at my working, the ways I work. So I, I, I changed. I don't work a full five-day week. I work a three-day week with a company called Think House. And then I work with a company called The Radio Room one day a week. And then I have a day to myself where I do my own projects. And mm. that just suits me perfectly. And thankfully, everybody in those uh, um, uh, businesses were happy for me to do that. So once I knew that, got the medication, all good. And then I went back to... Um, 
psychiatrist and it was a second sort of consultation where he would go through things specifically and yeah. a, a more specific plan because they wanted to see how the ADHD medication worked so they gave me a month or whatever with that and then they, they brought me back and then you know as soon as I get into the room you know these people are very matter of fact like he just started talking about autism and ADHD you know the, how, how closely linked they are okay. and they go hand in hand and you know the, the things and I was like at, some, at one point, I just had to stop and I said, are you saying that I have autism or are you just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. throwing out are some we just kind of shoot, are, are we just, just shooting the proverbial here? Yeah, are we just <laughs> chatting here? What's going on? And uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, it's autism. Yeah, so I mean, it's high functioning, I suppose, would be a term you'd use. Uh, yeah. But uh, very clearly, uh, the, like he was pointing out things to me. He, it was like seeing a fortune teller. Like he, I'd never met this guy before. Yeah. It was a different psychiatrist than I met. The, he was a more senior guy. And he just had the answer I gave, I gave to the first guy, but he knew things about me, about my family life, about just, it was just so weird. And it actually blew my mind and it was incredibly interesting, you know, what he was saying. Um, I totally hyper-focused on what he was saying to me. <laughs> <laughs> so what what were the things? Again, I asked about the ADHD. Like, how did the autism, now retrospectively, when you look back, how, how did it manifest itself? Or how does it manifest itself for you? I don't know. Like, I, like I'm, I'm starting to see things, starting to think about things. Like when I came in and to the receptionist downstairs, I, I was talking to him and I, and I thought, I don't appear, in my head was like, I better not appear rude now or uh, standoffish. So I better ask him about the weather. That seems like a good thing to say. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, it's, it was ra- whatever, gone cold, hasn't it? Now, do normal people do that? Or like... I feel like I think about a situation and I think about what I might need to say in that situation so the person doesn't think I'm a bit rude or, you know, to make conversation. I don't really do small talk, you know. But I, but, but yet you do, but you, you kind of don't do it naturally is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I've learned. You have to remind yourself this is a small talk situation. I've is learned, that it? yeah, over the years I've learned that this is probably something, I should probably put something in here that makes it, the whole scenario seem a bit more relaxed than it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's sort of one thing, like when I'm writing emails, I have to go, I write the email and I have to go back over and put in all the niceties. And I've learned that over the years. So, so I write an email backwards. I write the thing I need and then okay. I go back and go, how are you? How was the weekend? So would sometimes people in the past have accused you of being a bit blunt? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably rude, standoffish. I just thought it didn't really, uh, like my wife would say, oh, it takes you ages to make friends. That's because it takes, you know, and I was like, well, it takes me a long time to build up a trust with people. And, you know, I don't, mm. and, and that, all those things. But I would probably have been standoffish. Looking back at it now, I, I really was. And I spent some time with my daughter over the weekend. We went to a match together. And we met some people and I was in, introduced to other people. And, and afterwards, she said to my wife, Suzanne, um, uh, you know, probably not from my ears, but Suzanne told me anyway that oh, dad was in great form at the weekend. It was great to see him. You know, the sort of the medication must be working. You <laughs> yeah. know? He was really chatty and, you know, really kind of like in good form. And I was like, oh, my God. Because my daughter's 20 now and I'm just thinking about all those occasions where I was there <laughs> as the grumpy dad in the background, you know, just not mm. sort of engaging and, and sort of not, not wanting to make that small talk. So w- when, when the psychiatrist said it to you, um, kind of, as you say, kind of almost uh, off the cuff, yeah, no, you've got autism there. Yeah, um, yeah. Was it a relief to hear it? Maybe not in the moment, but as you thought about it, was no. it a relief to have it? Was this yeah, absolutely like a burden? In the oh, moment, no. it, was, it was a relief. Yeah, I was just like, oh, great, because... I, 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 I'd spent so long um, trying to figure out what it was. I knew, I felt like there was something, you know, about me or something that I couldn't quite put my finger on that was, that was bugging me. And, mm. I, and like, I did everything. I did the, you know, I did the marathon running, you know, I did the, uh, the gym, <laughs> you know, I was obsessed with the gym. I was so obsessed with the gym, I became a gym instructor. I ended up in college doing a night course to become a personal trainer. I'm a personal trainer. 
Like I just I went I got so obsessed with it. Yeah. You know, I thought I was gonna I'm gonna open a gym. And then as soon as I got the qualification I went off the idea and stopped going to the gym altogether. Um I you know, I, I st- I'd be very I was very careful about the vitamins I was taking. Like, what's I was vegan for two years because I wanted to see how my what my diet was like, uh, nutrition. Then I got into meditation. Uh, obviously, I went to uh, started going to therapy for my mental health. So I, I went down a lot of sort of uh, roads to see what the issue was. So, as a psychiatrist said at the end of the consultation, I said, "Look, Keith, I think you found what you were looking for. Uh, this is this is the issue." But that that search. That- well, that was a um, maybe you didn't realize it a search for a kind of a diagnosis or an issue was the search itself symptomatic that obsessiveness yeah probably yeah it was probably one of the things yeah but I was totally obsessed with like how I was feeling you know all the time but I did have this as a psychiatrist described this float free floating um, anxiety where you're anxious and you've got the fight or flight thing but there's no reason for it. Mm. Uh, and you just like you can I was on stage doing my, my show and I, I got, had a panic attack. I was, you know, in and, and someone might say, well, you're on the stage. There's loads of people in front of you. Of course, you'd feel anxious. And you'd feel, but yeah, I, I was like two weeks into a national tour and it just landed on me out of nowhere. You yeah. know, I, there was no reason to feel nervous. Thankfully, I knew the play inside out and back to front. So I just carried on. So one half of my brain was saying the play, the lines of the play. The other half of my brain was screaming, get off stage you know this is you know you're in danger here so it's very debilitating very worrying and uh yeah it was just um i've, I've kind of lost my train of thought but that's, that's does, does it does, so does it now that you have that diagnosis and the adhd and there's medication there is there medication for the autism i don't think so well okay. you see i can deal with the now that i know about this floating uh anxiety i can deal with that so, okay so basically i have a year plan so i have a medic medication plans for a year and i'll take this for the anxiety get rid of that and then and then i'll come off that medication but i'd probably always be on the adhd HD medication, which is basically a stimulant, which basically allows me to get chores done and jobs done, which basically gives me the dopamine I need to enjoy my day, you know. And so given you have that plan, uh, I mean, does that fill you with hope then for the future that you kind of have these now? And um, I've got, how would I describe it? I've got kind of the the mechanisms I need to Mm. succeed. Yeah, I've got the blueprint, I've got the plan and and, uh, like I'm very good with instructions. Do you know what I mean? So if somebody says do X, Y and Z, A, B, C. You follow the Lego instructions. I follow the Lego instructions. (laughs) That's my happy place. Yeah, no, it's great. Like once this this guy made a lot of sense, everything he said made sense to me. It all landed with me and then he said, look, this is the plan and I'm like, great, bring it on. Let's do it. Well, listen, Keith, thanks a million for dropping into the studio. Huge love for you on the text line as well. 53106. So listen, Keith, Keep those texts coming and thanks a million. Uh, Keith Walsh, uh, the writer and uh, broadcaster. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.